teaching cannabis business owners how to effectively manage all aspects of their business, increase profits, and get results. Welcome to Cannabis Solutions, presented by PayQuick. Our expert host coaches you on the do's and don'ts of running your cannabis business with insight, advice, and war stories from the trenches from established leaders in the cannabis industry. Now, the host of Cannabis Solutions, here with the answers to make your cannabis business thrive, Kenneth Burke. Hi, welcome to Cannabis Solutions, presented by PayQuick. I'm Kenneth Burke, and today we've got a terrific guest, David Tran, who's a co-founder and CEO of Dope Media, which has a number of different uh, products and services that it provides, is with us today, and we have absolutely a terrific show for you. So, David, how are you today? I'm great, Ken. How are you doing? I'm doing tremendous, absolutely tremendous. So, look, I, I understand that uh, that this started with, with Dope Media, and Dope Media has uh, a number of elements beneath it. That's the magazine, brands, and events. Um, but first, I yeah. want to talk to you about your, your other founders and how you guys got together and, and really what makes that work. So if other folks are looking at starting uh, businesses in the, in the cannabis space, what do you really need from your other founders? Yeah. I was able to fortunately meet my partners uh, through a different business. We started actually a cannabis medical cannabis store in Ballard here in Seattle. And that was my first entry into the cannabis business. And they were already uh, had a chain of medical dispensary called Conscious Care. And so when I approached, they've already had two stores. And I was absolutely excited to get into the business uh, with them. So, uh, you know, we, you know, as we started building the business, we started seeing that there was definitely a need uh, for branding. If we were going to build this store, I needed to really uh, advertise and get my word out. So um, we teamed up, we, we decided that we wanted to start a magazine, we teamed up with two other gentlemen who actually were in the publishing business already. So between the five of us, we created dope. Uh, you know, to your question, to answer your question, it has been absolutely a pooling of different skills and experiences to get us to where we're at uh, today. And uh, obviously communication and, you know, the fact that, you know, we at one point looked at each other and said, you know, in order for this to work, we needed to all dedicate ourselves to this project. And uh, once we did that, that's really when we really started seeing results. So it sounds like um, a couple of things. One, you've got complementary skill sets. So any business out there that, that is starting and you're looking at who you're founding with, you need to put together guys with complementary skill sets. Does that sound, sound accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, especially our business where we're looking at uh, publishing, marketing, event planning, and other skills. It's very important, you know, at the uh, you know, when you're a startup and you don't have the funds to really bring in everyone to, 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 for, for everyone to really bring uh, something strong to the table. Well, and that leads me into my next question, and that is the commitment that uh, everybody had to make. Because with, with any startup, I mean, I got to imagine it's 90 to 120 hours a week, uh, you know, all hands on deck all the time. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like, you know, amongst you and your founders? 
get this thing off the ground. Absolutely. And if you can really imagine my five partners, you know, uh, two of them owned multiple stores. I, at that point, owned three bars in Seattle. And my other partners, James and Evan, were putting together a really beautiful magazine called D-List Magazine, which is a lifestyle magazine. So all of us were doing several different things. And of course, me, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I didn't only own three bars. I did real estate and whatnot. So, I mean, a real funny story is, you know, uh, the first day we looked at each other and said, we should meet once a week. <laughs> and we all looked at each other and I was like, okay, that's a pretty good idea. And, you know, coming from the bar industry, I was just like, cool. Can we make our meetings 11 o'clock? Cause that was my time period that, uh, you know, staying up late with the bars and, you know, getting up early wasn't in the, uh, in, in the cards, but, uh, you know, once we decided that we were going to, make a commitment. And of course, you know, there were a couple levels of success you need to find before you're able to say, you know what, these other things that I'm doing might not be as important as what dope was going to be. And once we all looked at each other and made that commitment, that's really when we really started to expand from one magazine into, you know, Oregon. And then we started talking and started really building from that. Gotcha. So what did you guys, what did it really take or, or what was that threshold that, that you guys hit where you all then looked at each other and said, all right, you know what, we, we've really got to focus on this and we're going to, you're going to give up something else, right? Because you all had other businesses yep. that you were running um, and you had to yep. really step away from those in order to make dope a success. Yep, absolutely. So, I mean, it was really at the point where, you know, Financially, you start, you're, you're, you're able to compensate a little bit of time, you know, so that people can really subsidize because, you know, at the end, you know, you're building other businesses, but, you know, that's what you're doing. You're building the businesses, so you're not flush with, you know, money to live and whatnot. So once we're able to take like a couple of steps and, you know, uh, build the brand here in Washington and, and build a proof of concept for that, hiring other people to do these jobs, we were able to bring in the partners more on a full-time basis to be able to handle certain positions. So, um, you know, I would say, you know, taking Washington to a certain level financially as far as getting enough ad revenue to start building an office and then start, you know, paying a couple bills and paying a couple of the partners to be able to, uh, you know, focus in on dope, uh, was the first step. At what point um, did you guys go out to raise capital then? Well, that was about two years ago. And we were actually, me and one of my partners were driving back from Oregon. We just, you know, we were bootstrapping all of, uh, you know, the growth of dope. And we were in Washington. We started throwing our first event in Washington. And then we were expanding into Oregon right when a lot of the gray area still, it was that period where it was still gray needed to apply for the medical side and it was a drive back actually from Oregon where you know I sat with my partner and we took that hour you know two three hour drive and we were like you know in order to in order to do what we need to do we need to put some fuel on this and in order to do Oregon right and you know we needed to do it right so we sat down together uh we built you know we talked to the partners the partners all agreed that 
you know, we couldn't just keep on bootstrapping and uh, we put together a business plan you know, that involved Oregon and involved a, a little more of expansion uh, and, you know, to our events and uh, we went for it. So that's when we started fundraising and that was in about 2015. How were you uh, introduced to your ultimate investor with the idea being here? What, you know, what advice would you give to other uh, cannabis business owners who are looking to raise capital? It sounds like one, I have a certain amount of traction and proof of concept before it's even worth trying to go out to raise capital. But then, you know, you did that. What lessons would you give to our listeners about, um, you know, getting introductions and, and raising capital? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the key is, first of all, we needed to know who we were and what our plans were. And that, it all started with the business plan. And it, it really gave us uh, a roadmap to where we wanted to go. And, you know, ironically, there's a certain level of luck, you know, you know, uh, live, I tell you, it, it, it wasn't lucky on the first introduction. We were actually in the middle of creating our documents. And, uh, you know, it's good to know people, but someone actually uh, was taking a, you know, a major investor into Washington to take a look at different grows, and they had about 30 minutes to spare. And he suggested that there are some cool guys down here doing something cool magazine uh, to hear the story. Now they were ho-humming, and then on our side, we're like ho-humming. We're like, okay, we're busy. Uh, but we took the meeting and right away when we sat there and talked, there was a connection immediately. What we were talking about made a lot of sense for them because they were just getting into the cannabis uh, industry and really doing their research. So the real truth is that they really pivoted, you know, their mindset from, you know, buying grows to, to this media side of it that we were getting involved in in a, a week later, they gave us a, a, a call back, said they were interested. We gave them probably the worst business plan anyone's ever seen because we were still developing it. Uh, but they understood the vision. And um, a week later, they called back. Another week after that, they were flew back into town with the and, uh We negotiated a deal. Wow. Well, a little bit of luck, but you also had the vision – uh, in place. So listen, we need to take a break right now, but when we come back, we're going to continue talking with David Tran, who's the CEO of Dope Magazine and one of the founders of Dope Media. David, it's been really interesting. Uh, everybody stay with us. We'll bring you more Cannabis Solutions after this. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. 
Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Keep your cannabis cravings under control. Feed your mind with CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Solutions, presented by PayQuick, is back to help your cannabis thrive. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hi, welcome back. I'm Kenneth Burke. This is Cannabis Solutions, and we're here with David Tran, the co-founder and CEO of Dope Media. We've been talking about what he went through to get his business up and running. And I guess the, the next question I really have, David, is if you could tell us maybe what were the two or three toughest parts of getting your business up and going and underway. And in connection with that, if there's a couple of traps for the unwary that, uh, that you saw and were either fell into and had to get out of or were able to avoid uh, in getting Dope Media and Dope Magazine up and going. Oh, absolutely. Some of the toughest things are obviously when we started, the market wasn't quite ready and there was a lot of gray area. So when you're, when, when you're introducing a brand like Dope uh, to, to, to the mix, there's a lot of, you know, there's, there's a lot of comprehension. Um, you know, so some of the challenges were, you know, the name itself. You know, uh, a lot of, I mean, I sat down with actually a round table of uh, pioneers and, you know, they looked at me and they said, hey, Dave, this is really taking our industry back by you calling uh, this magazine dope. Um, why don't you try home? Real truth, you know, there's a real disconnect between the old mentality of cannabis and the new cannabis. And that's what dope represented it and really backed the name up with defending our patients everywhere. And that's the, the, the acronym of what we stand for. And, you know, being able to prove that through our content, being able to prove that by building community uh, has always been the toughest uh, part. Uh, as, you know, the industry started growing, more education uh, came around and more mainstream media started following it. We needed to really overcome those challenges at the beginning. And it was difficult to come up with people who wanted to step out of the shadows and have a conversation. But at the same time, too, monetizing wise, there were certain levels of people who didn't really understand marketing or what it took to be able to build a big brand because we were talking about a medical industry to do that. You know, cannabis kind of sold itself at that point. So teaching them about branding, teaching them about uh, growing has been always the challenge. Uh, and, uh, you know, for me, you know, as we're growing as, as a business, some of the things that I think people need to really be wary of is, is who you get your advice from. You know, there are a lot of consultants out there and we've been, you, we've used many different ones because we're not experts, you know, in, in financing. We're not experts in certain different things. You know, trusted, the, you know, uh, you know, certain people who promise certain things. And you just got to do your research. You got to look at people that, that does have a track record in this industry uh, as, you know, people will come and tell you that they could do something. But the real truth is, you could spend a lot of money making a lot of those mistakes by picking the wrong person. And, you know, their jobs are to 
continue to, you know, have you, you know, pay their retainer. So it's always constant. So you, I think you have to be really uh, wary of that. So the, the, the bottom line is that clearly everybody's going to need consultants. You're going to need lawyers. You're going to need media people. You're going to need marketing experts, but really vet them and make sure that they've got experience in the industry and get, you know, testimonials and, and referrals so you can truly check them out because they are, Absolutely. I promise you, the, the moon, the sun, and the stars coming in, and not all of them can uh, deliver that. Absolutely. Did you have any problems, given the name, because you mentioned, that obviously, the name Dope Magazine, did you have any problems getting a, a bank account? You know, because revenue that you receive from advertising, you know, comes from folks who touch the plant. So uh, what was it like going in and trying to get a bank account with a name like Dope Magazine? Well, there was always eyebrows that were, were lifted, but uh, there have been a few banks that have worked with us, and we haven't really had a problem. But as we started expanding from Dope Magazine, Dope Events, Dope uh, the Dope Pen, which is our uh, vaporizer, uh, that's where we start running into some more issues. You know, the magazine itself didn't touch the plant whatsoever, but if you were if you were a bank and you started seeing dope events, what ends up happening is they, they actually do the research uh, online. They actually do some, uh, you know, research where there they go, well, I see someone smoking at your event. So you are touching the plant. Therefore we don't want to be involved with it. And they will easily give you a notice They'll cut your bank account off in a week, and there's not really much you can do about it. They give you actually a 1-800 number that into directly into a voicemail that goes into the abyss. So uh, it, there has been some challenges. I can't say that there hasn't been any challenges, but luckily, you know, for Dope Magazine, you know, for the last five years, we've been able to have a pretty consistent relationship with bank uh, and not have really any problems. Now. Um, well, that's good to hear, particularly as, as an ancillary business, because obviously banking is yes. a huge in, issue uh, in the marijuana industry. Um, it's something that uh, quick, you know, facilitates for folks and helps them get bank accounts. Um, and it looks like, you know, coming to the to that point truly is your your dope premium brands. Can you talk a little bit about your dope premium brands and and what that's about and and what made you decide to to do that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, on the spirit of not wanting to touch the plant, we really wanted to curate uh, somewhat of a wine spectator, a group of processors and producers that produce top of the line products with best practices, you know, when it comes to pesticide safety and everything that is required to build a great brand. And so we wanted to continue to co-brand and build the community. And how we were able to do that is really set the standard for some of the products, uh, whether it be our joint packs or whether it be our uh, dope uh, clear oil that we create. We're partnering with some of the best well-known producers and we'll constantly be able to curate and bring, you know, give an ode to the people that are doing it the correct way. Similar to what Wine Spectator does, you know, with their, uh, with their magazine. Got it. And I guess that's going to present um, its whole own host of issues. Maybe we can do that on a, on a different show, dealing You're with right. uh, okay. how you've done uh, dope premium brands. And, and because now you'd need a, a marijuana license, obviously, to do that. 
So, or well, are you just licensing your part. name to the existing producer processors? There you go. We are actually just, you know, we're not touching the plant. That's not something that we want to do. So we're really just licensing our name and our packaging out. Um, we do what we do best, which is continue to brand that, uh, uh, that, uh, product. And, uh, you know, that doesn't require us to have a license and it, it enables to keep us very liquid too, as far as working with different people, as we want to continue to use different co packaging co-branders and, and partners to, uh, develop that, uh, program. Got it. And you obviously do your due diligence on them to make sure that they are cream of the crop. So I want to come back for a minute to, uh, to Dope Magazine. And obviously your, your revenue is based on advertising, but you've also, I, I assume, you know, you, you know what works for your clients when it comes to advertising. So if you could talk a little bit um, about what advice you would give to a marijuana business, whether they touch the plant or not touch the plant, that is looking to purchase advertising, whether it's in Dope Magazine or elsewhere, and what they should be thinking about when making those uh, advertising decisions. Well, absolutely. I think, you know, companies who want to build a successful business, and there are a lot of industries that are setting examples for, for, for all of us, to have a marketing budget needs to be a part of your business plan, similar to you turning on the lights. Um, you can have a great product, but unless people know about it, it's going to be very difficult. So first of all, you know, when you're building out that business plan, make sure you save that, you know, save that part for marketing. I believe that industry standards, about eight to 10% of your revenue should go into your marketing. And uh, then after that, it's a, getting what your message is, you know, what is your message? Who, who's your demographics? And then you start looking at the demographics and then you start to go, okay, am I, do I need to focus on digital? Am I a premium brand? Uh, the message is very important. And I think Dope Magazine does a good job of be, be, being the expert. Got it. I think that's uh, great. For different brands. I think that's, that's great advice to anyone getting into the business. All right. Well, we're out of segment but so we need to take a break but we're coming we're talking with david tran of dope magazine we'll bring you more cannabis solutions after this mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint sansal hemp is always grown outdoors as nature intended by starting with uniform genetic profiles Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle it is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants, healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. From dabs to chibas, sativas to indicas, we roll out a whole concentrate of fresh new content every week. 
It's like going from the greenhouse to the dispensary. CannabisRadio.com Cannabis Solutions, presented by PayQuick, is back to help your cannabis thrive. Only on CannabisRadio.com Welcome back. I'm Ken Burke with PayQuick, and we're talking with David Tran, the co-founder and CEO of Dope Media, about how to successfully run a cannabis business. His focus, obviously, has been on a, as a publishing and, and media company, but he's got lots of great advice for anyone getting into the industry. So I guess my next question to you is now that you know, Dope Media and the magazine is up and running, what types of things are you doing on a day-to-day basis to keep us down uh, and maximize your revenue so you can maximize your profits? Because it's a lot different from being a startup to being an operational business. Yep, absolutely. And uh, the, the real key is to have a good accountant and a good numbers person that can really put down an income statement in front of you, a cash flow statement in front of you, and a balance uh, sheet right in front of you at all times. And really stick to your plan. Look at your budget. Stay Adding your quotas and your goals, really stay true to that. And if you miss the mark on that, constantly adjust it. So that's how we do it every single week. We, we, we meet on a weekly level as a team. We go over uh, where we're at in the month when it comes to sales. Uh, we also look at our budget and make sure that we, we stay within those confines. It's a, uh, uh, it's, something that we didn't do a couple years ago and it proved very costly to us. So it was a big lesson learned on, you know, uh, not following your numbers like that uh, and, and keeping true to it. It gets you into a lot of trouble uh, and you don't want to wake up one day and have a great brand and a great, great product and run out of money. That's the last thing you want to have happen. Uh, it doesn't bring a lot of confidence to your investors. And at the same time too, new investors will get, uh, scared away f- for, from that too, and they can really easily take advantage of your uh, lack of uh, you know knowing those numbers. Uh, again, have a great product, uh, but now you know you're, you're you you could be in a lot of trouble. So uh, that's my advice on that. I think that's great advice. It's it's numbers, numbers, numbers. It's metric, and I suspect that coming along with that, as you've grown, it's holding people accountable. Uh, within your organization to meet the numbers that uh, the, to meet, let them know what they are, and then uh, yep. hold them to it. Absolutely. Accountability is everything, but it all starts with, you know, kind of the culture inside of your, your company and, and at the same time to building your org chart correctly. Um, you know, no one has enough money to, you know, pay for any, any, any extra seats in there. So you got to keep it real tight. Make sure everyone is at their bandwidth and, and not too much more. We've been in trouble before when we really uh, force too much work on, uh, on certain people and, you know, have people do two, three different jobs that could actually backfire on you. So, uh, you know, if you set your goals to creating a, a org chart that works for your, your company and to be able to scale it correctly. Well, that, that's great advice. Really great advice. All right. So tell me, what, what do you have in store for the future for uh, Dope Media? Well, you know, we want to continue to be the matchmaker of cannabis, and that uh, means that we need to expand into all of these, uh, you know, growing number of states, uh, legal states and medical states. Uh, The magazine now is, uh, we do about 100,000 magazines into about 24 different states. 
right now. Uh, we want to also uh, follow that up with a strong digital presence. Again, we want to give tools to businesses so they can become successful. So uh, we're constantly putting money and resources back into growing that um, those resources so that we can bring more value. Uh, we will continue to uh, expand our events, like our Dope Industry Awards show. You know, let's start recognizing people for doing good work. And that's what Dope, Dope Industry Awards show does. We also have our Dope Cup, which is a cannabis cup. Again, more, uh, more or less connecting the community, but at the same time, too, recognizing the hard work that people do. Um, not a lot of people recognize the people that are out there growing, you know, the, 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 this product that actually is what all of our businesses is surrounding. That's where it really starts. So recognizing them is very important. And we also have a Bud Tenders Appreciation Day where we just throw our arms around the tastemakers and the, the voice of cannabis um, and, uh, you know, the brands also. So at the end, you know, we want to continue to build this. So honestly, we can continue to give back, help companies right. grow, help one more person realize that cannabis is okay and Right. more value to our advertisers. We're going to bring more value to the whole industry as a whole, and we can continue to build that trust. All right. So I have one last question for you, and then we got to wrap up. If you had one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's thinking of entering the marijuana industry, you know, what would that be? Like I said, I, I call it the dope life, you know, and, and it, it, it's not just one answer, but, you know, just to let you know, our, our core values at, at dope is, the dope life and it involves everything that you're that um all the advice i would give there's dedication for d there's o for optimism which means you know let's be positive about this and be optimistic p be a professional at all times uh e bring a certain energy every single day i wake up every day i clap my hands and i love what i do l is leadership you know be a leader at what you're doing i integrity f is focus I think too many people want to do 10 things at once. Let's try to do one thing and do it very well. Then E, educate. You know, educate. We educate here at Dope, but at the same time, too, you need to educate yourself on the industry and be an expert at whatever you're doing. So that's my advice. Well, let's, uh, with the end of education, that's the, the whole purpose of our show at Cannabis Solutions is to educate folks on how to be successful in the cannabis industry. Dan, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your advice and your thoughts. Uh, very, very valuable. And to our listeners, thank, thank you. you for to our listeners, thank you for joining us on Cannabis Solutions presented by Paquick. I hope you found this show useful and you've learned something that you can use in your cannabis business. You can download past episodes of our program by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Thank you so much everybody.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.